This is episode 13 of the Be That Mom Movement podcast. Welcome to your source for tips, tools, and support to help you be that mom that is tuned in and proactive for yourself, your family, and for the wild ride of raising kids in this digital age. Inspired by a mother's love with a relatable, real-life, proud-to-be-that-mom flair, this is the Be That Mom Movement with your host, Dolly Denson. Hey, hey, I'm so excited to be back again today, and I think I say that same sentence at the beginning of almost every episode, but it is true. So today I'm recording this while I'm sitting outside on my front porch, and I hope you will forgive me for any background noise that you may hear because sitting out here just brings me joy, and so I just thought it would be a good place for us to chat today. So today I want to talk about something that I was asked today, and it brought this to the forefront of my mind as being probably the thing that could have been pivotal in the course of giving my children access to the digital world and how that influences them over time. Um, So I was asked, if I haven't given my kid a phone yet, when would you do it? And as I thought about that, a couple of things came to mind, and I would absolutely stick to my guns with this if I knew then what I know now. So if I had not given my kid a phone and they were in their elementary school years, that's when the, I mean, the pressure starts so young now. I've had friends tell me that their kids in kinder and first grade are telling them that friends are bringing phones to school. Like, holy cow, that is crazy. But um, I have a friend, my best friend has twin girls and they, I believe, are getting ready to enter sixth grade. And she just gave them their first phone in the last couple of months. And I think that is an appropriate age with one caveat, and that is that they don't get a smartphone. And when I was giving my kids their first phone, my oldest, there weren't the smart, the phones weren't so smart when my oldest was getting to the point of getting a phone. Like it didn't have social media and all that stuff. It was just calling and texting and listening to music. That I don't even know if it had music on it. It may just have been calling and texting, maybe not even texting. I don't know. But they weren't so smart then. The other two got iPhones from the get go. My philosophy then was if I'm going to give them a phone, I'm going to give them the one like I have because I know how to use it. And at that time, Android phones didn't have all of the capabilities and all the apps and their phones just weren't as nice as iPhones. And so I thought, I'm just going to give my kid what I have. Oh, my goodness. Big mistake. Now I know this. So what I would do is start out by whatever age you decide is appropriate for your kid. I would start out with a not so smart smartphone. They do have them, they do still exist. You can probably get them at the mainstream places that you buy cell phones, but one place that I know of and I'm not sponsored by them or affiliated with them in any way is called Gab Wireless. I've mentioned them a couple times in other episodes, but it's gabbwireless.com and I would get a phone from them because it has no internet access. You can call and you can text and you can listen to music. And my best friend's daughters think it's like the world to have this phone that does these things. They know no different, and you know they don't need the other things. They don't need social media and all of those other things. The next step would be, 
to give them an Android phone with a couple of limitations. So the reason that you want to do an Android versus an iPhone is iPhone, uh, Apple has it set up to where some of their apps cannot be monitored like they can on an Android. And that doesn't mean imposing on their privacy. That means using something like Bark. If you go to bark.us, you can learn more about this, but it's basically a monitoring app. There's multiple other ones that exist, but this one seems to be the most comprehensive that of all the ones that I have looked at. So it's the one that I do recommend. But putting something like Bark on the phone, some of the apps do not allow it to monitor to the depth that it will monitor on an Android. There's limitations with all of them, but it does better on an Android phone. Besides putting the monitoring thing on there, I would also have boundaries set up for when the phone could be used, where it can be used, and when it has to be shut off at night and plugged in and in my bedroom or in a common space, but not in their bedrooms. So, you know, they shut it off and they're not tempted to use it past those designated times. And then I would also have logins for all of the social media and apps that I do allow. And then over time, when they earn more independence with this, when I'm not getting bark alerts, when I'm, you know, seeing that they're being responsible, I, as they get older, would let the, you know, let the leash out a little bit and allow them to earn that extra independence. But I wouldn't start with that independence and wait for them to crash and burn in order to <laughs> take it back and set boundaries. I would start with those boundaries. And I do believe that these are the most pivotal and important decisions that we can make because they do, like I said in other episodes, they do have access to anything and everything with a phone that is not monitored and that has no limitations on it. And you're letting them download and do anything they want. It's just, it's setting them up for failure. And then that's not even mentioning the comparison game that goes on with having social media and seeing friends, the dangers of being contacted by someone who wants to do them harm or wants to somehow coerce them, the ones that do cyberbullying. There's just so much that goes into this. But this is where I would start, would be when I, at what age I gave the phone and start with a not-so-smartphone and then from there move to the smarter phones but with monitoring and limitations and knowing that they earn the use of that phone over time and that it is a privilege and not a right. So I hope that that is helpful for you. When asked this question today, that is the pivotal thing, the thing that I have thought about a thousand times over. If I could just go back and change the decisions that I made around that, I think it would have changed the trajectory of what happened with us. But at the end of the day, I know that everything that has happened with us has been there for a reason and we have a happy ending. We have course corrected and our family is doing well. The kids are all doing well, but I just feel like in general that this is the reason that our children as a whole, you know, I'm speaking um, society as a whole are struggling with anxiety and depression and um, other things like that because they have the comparison, they have the addiction to the devices, they have the propensity to want to be on it at all times of day and night, and they don't know how to regulate it, they don't know how to articulate that it's causing an issue, 
And so it has to start with us. It has to start with awareness, like I've talked about before. It has to start with boundaries and monitoring and communication. Remember the framework that I've mentioned in other episodes that is the absolute framework. And this is not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy road to be on when other parents aren't aware of this, when other parents don't want to do the work to monitor and make sure that their kids are protected from the dangers. It makes it really, really difficult. And that's why being that mom is not easy. And that is why we need to band together to do this together. And that we also need to be providing our own self-care habits so that we can better be there for our family when we are strong and taking care of ourselves. And of course, supporting each other in this route. So I hope that helps you today. I hope you are in my Be That Mom community on Facebook so we can support each other in being that mom strong. Thanks so much. I'll chat with you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Being that mom isn't easy, but together we can be that mom strong. Don't forget to leave a review, connect on social, and join Dolly's free community. Till next time.